I know that by now all of my studious members who have been following us in the book of Jeremiah, I know that already you have your Bible flipped over to Jeremiah and you're ready for me to go back to Jeremiah. I'm going to fool you today. Let's go to the book of Daniel. (laughs) We're in the same series, but I want to show you some more of the same series. We're still heading toward the wall. Rebuild the wall. The book of Daniel. You you move over from Jeremiah, two or three books, and you'll be in the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 6. And we'll begin our reading with verse 19. Just tell somebody we're going to learn something today. Yeah, yeah. 19, verse 19, chapter 6, verse 19. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste to the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, Is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angels and has shut the lion's mouth that they have not hurt me for as much as before him innocency was found in me and also before thee O king have I done no hurt amen amen I, I want just for a few minutes to talk from this subject God will take care of you God will take care of you. Be not dismayed. Whatever betide, God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide. God will do I have at least one witness? God will take care of you. We continue our series traveling toward rebuilding the walls. 
But this morning we step out of the book of Jeremiah and begin to talk about the time that the Israelites actually spent in captivity. You know, we've talked about how Jeremiah tried to warn them. Jeremiah told them about the judgment to come and nobody would hear it. But by this time now, they are in captivity. Just like the old preacher said. Now they find themselves in bondage. Last week, one group had already left, but by now, all of them, all of the all of the children of Israel now find themselves in bondage in the city of Babylon. I want to do this, and in so doing, I believe that will help us see how many different Bible stories that we have grown up with, we've grown up with, and we've heard Bible stories all of our lives. But the thing that I want to point out, and the thing that we'll learn this morning, is that all of those little stories fit into the scheme of the whole thing. They're not just little stories to learn from, that they fit in the whole scheme of things. We've been taught, we've been taught, and we've been inspired by many Bible stories without ever realizing that all of them are part of a bigger picture. We've spent the last few weeks or so talking about the disobedience of the children of Israel and how that disobedience has led them into Babylonian captivity. The rest of the book of the rest of the book of Jeremiah talks about how Jerusalem has been utterly destroyed. All of their homes were destroyed and burned and their beautiful temple was brought to ashes and the great walls that protected them had been torn down. The thing that I want to point out to you, the thing I want to point out to you today is through, through all of that, through all of that, that y'all, and though they are under punishment at that time, although they have disobeyed God now, and, and let me just say it in, in the way we'd say it now, right now, they are under punishment. They're in time out. God will do what he says here. Just like Jeremiah told them that judgment is coming. So now they didn't listen. Now they are in time out. But the thing I want to point out to you is that although they were in time out, although they were under God's punishment, at no time did God ever stop working on their behalf. Y'all need to see this. At no time did God ever stop working for them. Under punishment. Are y'all hearing this? On the punishment, that's, that's what the love of God will do, even when you're on the punishment. I remember my mama, scary woman sometimes, mama would send you to bed, go to bed, go to bed. You, you ain't, just, just go to bed, just get out of my sight, get, go to bed. You know you're in trouble, done messed up, done done something wrong. You going in the room and you better not come out, you in there. But somewhere around dusk, dark, mama would send somebody and ask him if he's hungry. <laughs> Go up there and ask that boy if he wants something to eat. Under punishment. Oh, y'all hear me? That's the kind of love that God has. Under punishment. But still, are y'all hearing me? Still taking care of his children. Under punishment, God is still taking care of them. 
Look back over your life. And you will find that there have been times that although you were not faithful to him, I wonder if I got a witness up in here. Although you were not faithful to him, he has always been faithful to you. The book of Daniel is written, it's a written account. And what's interesting about this is that it is an account that is written by one of the folk who were carried away in the captivity. Are y'all hearing me? Daniel was among the people. He was among the slaves that they carried away from Jerusalem and carried them in to bondage. But, but now, 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 now we know that, 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 that at this time, you remember, it, it was King Nebuchadnezzar who, who was in charge of everything. He seized Jerusalem, carried the people away into captivity. Now, if you read this book of Daniel, read, read it from its beginning, you will learn something about the methods and the practices of King, King Nebuchadnezzar. You, you'll read in chapter 1 and you will see something about how cunning and how strategic this king was. Chapter 1 and verse 4, you'll see that he had a practice of taking, yeah, looking among the, the slaves, looking among the captives, and he would pick out the smartest and the finest, brightest young boys. Are y'all hearing this? Those boys who were upwardly mobile, looked like they were going somewhere. He would pick those out and bring them into the palace. Are y'all hearing me? The smart ones. The ones who looked like they were going somewhere, looked like they were going to make something out of themselves. He would pick them out from among the slaves, bring them into the palace, and begin to brainwash Y'all hearing this? He, he, his process was to brainwash them and train them in the ways and customs of Babylon. Are y'all hearing me? The idea being, the idea being, if I can catch them while they're young. Y'all need to hear close. Y'all need to listen to this. If I can catch them while they're young and separate them from any knowledge of who they are. And what that history is. I just said something right there. I say, if I can catch them while they're young and, and put them in a place where they will never have a clue who they really are and what they have really come from, if I can train them and raise them up in the ways of Babylon. Are y'all hearing me? If I can do that, then their loyalty will be to the gods of Babylon. And they'll forget about that God, Jehovah. Y'all ain't hearing this. Y'all ain't hearing Listen with you. Listen with you right now is. If I can take them away from anything that reminds them of who they really are. <laughs> let, let that seek in a minute. If I can put them in a school system where they can't teach them nothing about where they came from and who they really are. But, but look at chapter 6. Chapter 1 and verse 6 says, but among these slaves, among these captives, 
were these young boys and these boys that were selected to be carried to the palace. Among those boys was a boy named Daniel, a teenage boy named Daniel. But, 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 but Daniel was not alone. Y'all finna learn something here. He was not alone. There were three other boys with him. There was Daniel. There was a boy named Hananiah. There was a boy named Mishael. And another boy named Azariah. All of them who were carried into captivity in Babylon. So one of the first attempts and one of the first things that we do to try to change your identity is to destroy your identity and make you take on and something that will identify you with us. Destroy your Jewish name, take away your Jewish name and, and cause you or give you a name that makes you sound more like us. Y'all hearing this? The way we're going to overtake you is uh, your name is no longer Kutukente. Your name is John Smith. Y'all ain't hearing me up in here. Yeah, yeah, take away your, your, even your name. Watch this, watch this. Chapter 1, verse 7. The name of Daniel was changed to Bethshazzar. The name of Hananiah was changed to Shadrach. The name of Mishael was changed to Meshach. And the name of Azariah was changed to Abednego. Are y'all hearing me? All of these are young slaves that have been carried away and now have been given new names. Now, now, as you read, you can see from the very beginning that there was something different about these boys. You can see that, the, that, that these boys sort of stood out. Something about them. They refused to allow their present situation of bondage to change who they knew they were. Are y'all hearing me? They would not let their present situation make them forget where they had come from. Chapter 1, verse 8. We see Daniel. Daniel had the opportunity now to sit at the king's table, eat from the king's table. But Daniel, in, in chapter 1, verse 8, we see him refusing the food that came from the king's table. Listen to Daniel saying, I will not defile myself. I will not defile myself with the king's meat or the king's wine. Listen to what he said. Just bring me a bowl of beans. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing this. Just bring me a bowl of beans and some water. Y'all go here and eat that. Just bring me. Just bring me a bowl of beans. Y'all hear me? And according to the word of God, Daniel felt he, he, he fared better on beans than the others were able to do eating from the king's table. Daniel was careful. Although he found himself in Babylon, he, he was careful not to let Babylon get in him. Just said something there. You can be in Babylon without letting Babylon get in you. I, I, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure that a whole lot of us with our American selves 
Are y'all, I, yeah, I, I'm not so sure that we have not allowed so much of what's going on out there to get on the end. Are y'all hearing me? To change who I am as a child of God. But Daniel, but, but Daniel's personal traits, Daniel's wisdom and his manner endeared him to folk. People in high places loved Daniel because of the way he carried himself. And Daniel took advantage of the opportunities. Rather than letting opportunities take advantage of him, he took advantage of the opportunities. Because Daniel remained faithful to God because he never turned his back on God. Yeah, God, because he was faithful to God, God remained faithful to him. And I know that, yeah, yeah, no, 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 let, 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 let us know that because of that devotion, God, because he was so devoted to God, God gave him special giftings. God would reveal to him secret things. Yeah, Daniel knew stuff that he wasn't supposed to know. Yeah, God, God through dreams, he would dream, yeah, through dreams. And he, he knew what things that were going on in the darkness because the light of God dwelled on the inside of him. And because of what God was doing in his life, he had a gift of being able to interpret dreams, even for the king, and let them know what's going on. Even in that dreams, Daniel spent his whole life in captivity. That's sad, isn't it? He spent his whole life in captivity. By the time we get to this text, Daniel, who was carried away as a teenage boy into slavery, now he's 80 years old. You do remember the, that old preacher said they're going to be there for 70 years. Yeah, yeah. So, they, yeah, he's, he, he's been there all of his life. He's there in bondage. Now, he served so long that Nebuchadnezzar is dead. And he's serving a new king, King Darius. He was steadfast and he was faithful in the work that he did for the king. Although, but although he was faithful in his work for the king, not one time did he compromise his faithfulness or his belief in God. Are y'all hearing me? All of this time, all the time, he had to work around people who didn't believe what he believed. Had to work around people who did not know his God, but in spite of that, his work still stood out. Y'all ain't hearing me. People didn't believe what he believed. They, 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 yeah, but although they didn't believe what he believed, they had to take note that he was faithful to what he did believe. And there's something different about this boy. Something different about this boy, Daniel. There's something different about him. In addition to that fact, that, 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 that he, was, yeah, he was always fair and always just in his dealings with everybody. And, his, 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 and because of that, God kept revealing things to him that nobody else knew. And let me throw this in. Let me throw this in. One of the best ways, one of the best ways to influence non-Christians on your job is to do your job diligently. Are y'all hearing me? One of the best ways to influence them is to be responsible in the work. Are y'all hearing me? If you're going to represent God and you want people to respect you, don't you be goofing off and 
and dodging work and taking 30 minute breaks in the bathroom. Are y'all hearing me? You, you don't have to be bragging about your church membership and what office you hold in the church. Just live like you believe what you say you believe. Are y'all hearing me? That's all. Just, just go in there every day and live like you believe what you say you believe. Because Daniel was faithful. Because of his faithfulness. He was appointed to a high position. Get this now. He came there as a slave. But now he has been appointed one of three presidents who is going to oversee 120 princes. And not only that, he is the leader of the three presidents. (laughs) All the way from slavery (laughs) to now the leader (laughs) of three presidents and and 120 princes. Yeah, all the way. But now here's the problem. Here's the problem. Jealousy. (laughs) You can just count on it. Jealousy raises up its ugly head. We've been here all this time. He wasn't even born here. Y'all hearing this? Matter of fact, he wasn't them. He's a slave. He ain't. Why in the world the king thinks so much? Are y'all hearing me? Why do they think so much of him? He ain't even one of us. Jealousy. Jealousy has started. Started people around him. Started trying to find fault in him. But now here's something interesting. They couldn't find anything. (laughs) They examined him. Enemies looking for something wrong with him. Enemies. And and he had been so flawless and loyal to the king that they couldn't find a flaw in him. Now y'all sitting there acting like that's a little thing. But if that had been you or me... (laughs) They found something. <laughs> Y'all hear me? Yeah, if it had been me, I know they, they yeah, they, 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 they would have found, but they, they, and this is one of the unique things about Daniel. Daniel is a character in the Bible. Study him. He's a character in the Bible that you can't find no dirt on. Y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah outside of Jesus. You don't find folk in the Bible that you can't find something wrong with them. Peter, something was wrong with him. Paul, something was wrong with him. David, are y'all hearing me? But Daniel, you, you don't find any flaw in him. Now, I'm sure there was one because it wasn't Jesus. They just couldn't find it. Are y'all hearing me? They, they, they could not find. He has this unique quality. So what they finally figured out, they finally figured out, well, we can't find anything. If we're going to find anything wrong with him, it's going to have to be something concerning that God he serves. If we're going to find anything wrong with him, it's got to be something concerning his God. Maybe, yeah, maybe we can charge him with loving God too much. We can find a way to charge him with being too faithful to that God. If we can find a way to charge him with serving God too much, 
Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. You ain't got an answer. Just think about it. What if somebody on your job accuse you of being too faithful to God? What if somebody accuse you of loving God too much? Can they find enough evidence? <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing this. Can they find enough evidence that they could take you to trial? Could they find enough to lock you up? Or would they just have to say, you, you free? <laughs> we, we can't find no evidence that you love God at all. Leave alone to Are y'all hearing me? So, if it's anything, we've got to find something with his relationship with God. They knew, they knew that Daniel was a praying man. They knew that no matter what he was doing, at least three times a day, he was going to stop what he was doing. He's going to go into his room. He's going to get in the window facing back toward home Jerusalem and pray to God, the God of his salvation. So here is that scheme. This is the scheme they came up with. They knew that the king loved Daniel and they knew that the king depended on Daniel and they knew that they could never get the king to turn on Daniel. So we got to handle this thing just right. (laughs) It's amazing to me how the devil is just crafty like that. We got to handle it just right. Got to handle it just right. Here's the approach they took. They said, you know, I know the king loves Daniel, but he loves himself too. And so what we want to do, so they go to the king and listen how they approach the king. Get this now, this is craftiness. This is the devil here. They go to the king and they approach him saying, O king, live forever. O king, live forever. King, you are so great. King, you are so mighty. You're so generous to all the people. Listen to what they're doing. They're getting them all wrapped up in himself. You be careful about letting folk get you wrapped up in yourself. Because the truth of the matter is, even if you get wrapped up in yourself, you ain't but about half dressed anyhow. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, somebody missed that. I say get wrapped up in yourself. You really ain't but about half dressed. So, so, but they get him wrapped up in himself. They say, King, we think that you ought to pass a law. And, and matter of fact, King, you're so great that I think you ought to pass a law that cannot be reversed. See, now let me show you how crazy that is. Now, he's the king. He can do anything he wants to do. But they're about to trick him into signing something that he can't even reverse. Are y'all hearing me? The king, he ain't got no more sense than to sign something, give it away his own power. <laughs> want you to sign a decree that you can't even turn around. And the decree that we want you to sign is that nobody, if anybody anywhere in this kingdom, if anybody needs anything, if anybody wants to petition anybody, anybody wants to talk to anybody, consult anybody about anything they need, or talk to any high power, they need to be coming to you. And if they go to anybody else, if they go looking for any other power, if they go looking for anything, anybody other than you, 
They need to be thrown into a den of lions. That's how much we love you, King. <laughs> That's how much we love you. We want you to set this thing up so if anybody goes to anybody but you, then, then they'll be thrown into a den of lions. They swell his head. Got him wrapped up in himself and he, he signed this decree. Now, he signed it. I like the way chapter 6 and verse 10 reads. It says, when David knew <laughs> that he had signed the document. <laughs> See, and that, that's, it ain't like David didn't know it. When David knew about the plot. He knew that they had signed this document that, that was, he, David knew it. But although he knew it, he knew what the thing meant according to the word of God. He knew they were out to destroy him, but he went into his house like he always did. Went up into the upper room like he always did. Opened his window. Like he always did. Got down on his knees. Just like he always did. Looked toward Jerusalem. Like he always did. And he talked to God. Even though he knew about the plot to have him. Are y'all hearing me? Of course, of course. When he did that, his enemies were watching. They, they knew where to go watch. They knew what time to watch. Isn't it good that you got a prayer life that's so strong that folk know when you're praying? <laughs> Isn't it good that you, you, yeah, you, 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 got, you got such a prayer life that folk are aware of the fact? I know we've been talking to God. So they, they, they know, they watch him, they go back, and they carry the poor report to the king. <clears throat> king realizes right off that he has been tricked. He loves Daniel, but he realizes he's been tricked. He realizes he's made a mistake, but he has made a decision that could not be reversed. So Daniel is thrown into a den of lions. He's thrown into a den of lions. Let me say it this way. Daniel is set up for destruction. You ever been set up for destruction? You ever been set up? Somebody got a plan to do you in, a well-devised plan to cause you to fall down? He was set up for destruction. But look at what happens. <clears throat> if you're faithful to God, if you're faithful to God, look at what happens here. God sent an angel. <laughs> Daniel is in a den, a dark den with a rock closed over it and sealed. God sends an angel in. Wherever there is an angel, there's the glory of God. And wherever there's the glory of God, there is light. <laughs> so no longer is it dark up in there. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? God just signed some light on the situation. Y'all ain't hearing me. But now. Let's look at deliverance. Let's look at deliverance for a minute. <clears throat> See, when we talk about deliverance, 
we are thinking in terms of God getting us out of something. We talk about God delivering and God deliver me. We are saying, God, I want you to get me out of something or, 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 or get the problem away from us. You know how we are. Get me out, Jesus. Get me out today. Get me out, Jesus. Yeah, when we talk about deliverance, we're talking about Jesus getting us out. But I, I want you to note this story. Note here now that God solved the problem without ever getting him out of the den of lying. Y'all ain't hearing me. I say he left him in there. But he still solved his problem. Y'all ain't hearing this. He's still in the, dying, in the den with the lions, but God works it out. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, deliverance is so much more than God getting you out of stuff. I, I just said something right there. I, I say deliverance is so much more than God getting you out of stuff. I, I serve a God who is big enough to leave me in my mess and just take charge. Of the, I wonder if I got a witness up in here. Leave you in there and just take charge of the situation. Notice he, he didn't have to bring Daniel out of the den. And, and let me just go ahead and throw this in. Let me just go in. It don't mean nothing. I, I, I just want to nitpick a little bit. It's a den of lions. Not a lion's den. Now y'all think I'm nitpicking there, but I'm not. I say it's a den of lions. Not a lion's den. Lion's den sort of denotes that it belongs to the lions. Are y'all hearing me? But but but, but this ain't something that belongs to the. Are y'all hearing me? Let, let me say it another way. There's a difference in being in a yard with a dog and being in a dog's yard. Are y'all hearing this? Yeah, if you're in the dog's yard, you fair game. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? But you're in a, a yard that a dog just happened to be in. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? You're you just there. Are y'all getting this? So it ain't, it ain't a lion's den. It's a den with a lion in it. Den, den got lion. Den. Okay, that, that, don't, that, that, that ain't going to cost you nothing. That ain't going to cost you nothing. <sighs> God does not always get you out. Sometimes he just locks the lion's jaw. <laughs> I'm glad. I, I got a God that ain't limited to doing things my way. He, he does what he wants to do when he wants to do it the way he wants. Sometimes he just locks the lines, y'all. Oh, y'all, I'm just trying, I'm trying to help somebody here. God does not always remove you from that job. He just locks the lines 
He, he doesn't always deliver you from that hellish supervisor. He just locks the lines, y'all. He, he doesn't snatch you out of that abusive from that abusive spouse. He just locks the lines, y'all. He doesn't always move you out of that drug-infested community. He just locks the lines, y'all. Huh? I'm glad. Oh, my brother, I'm glad I know him as a heart fixer. I'm glad I know him as a mind regulator. I'm glad I know him as a way out of no way. I'm glad I know him as a bridge over troubled water. But I'm sure enough glad I know him as a lion jaw locker. Y'all ain't hearing me. I wonder if I got a witness up in this house that he will lock the lion's jaw. He'll take charge. And, and, and even if he does not remove me from my enemies or remove my enemies from me, he'll put them on lockdown. Y'all ain't hearing me. He'll put them on lockdown. He will render them powerless. Oh, my brothers and sisters, uh, the word is true. The word is true. No weapon that is formed against me is going to prosper. Y'all, the word is true. He, he prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Y'all, the word is true when the wicked even my foes come upon me to eat up my flesh. They stumble and they fall. Y'all, the word is true. He will give his angels charge over me to keep me in all my ways, lest I dash my foot. Are y'all hearing me? Against the stone, the word is true. Ah. But I can't let you forget, I got to make sure I keep you reminded. I got to make sure that you make sure you got this point. Let me remind you, let me remind, remind you that Daniel is not only in a den with vicious lions, but don't forget the fact that he's also in slavery. Y'all ain't hearing me. He, he, he's, in a, he's in a den with vicious lions, but he is also... He's also in, in slavery. But in spite of that, all that, that Daniel has got going against him, in spite of the fact that everything is falling in on him, God is still taking care of him. Y'all ain't hearing me. I'm through now. I'm through now. But as I come to a close, I, I need to just say it one more time. God will. Are y'all hearing me? Just in case somebody didn't hear it the first time, God will. One of I got a witness in the house. God will take care of you. Be not dismayed. Whatever be tied. God will. Y'all hear me? God will. He'll take care of you beneath his wings. Of love abide, God will, God will, He'll take care of you. Yeah, no matter what may be the test, God will, God will, 
He'll take care of you. Lean, weary one, upon his breast. I assure you, God will. He'll take care of you. I know I'm right about it. Because that's why he sent his only son to die in my place. Are you hearing me? Living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sins all the way. Rising, he justified and freed me forever. And one day, one day, he's coming back. Oh, what a glorious day. Yes, yes. I've been through the flood. I've been through the fire. But one thing I know, and that's all night and all day. Angels, uh, they keep watching. Yeah. Is there anybody here? Yeah. The angels uh, keep right on watching uh, over me. Yeah. God uh, keeps on making waves. I don't know it. God will. God will. What if I got a witness here? God will. He'll take care of you. He'll take care of you. No matter where you are, what you're into right now, don't, 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 you, don't you make so much out of getting out of it. Just pray that God will take charge of that situation. Just pray that God will step in. Lock the lions, y'all, that God will step in. I assure you, whatever your situation, God has got an angel all night and all day. The angel. Angels just keep watching. I said this morning, I'm glad the senior choir singing today. All night and all day, angels just keep watching. They just keep watching over me. You can't shout about nothing else. You ought to shout about that fact. They'll never leave you alone. Yeah, yeah.